and we are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft. This is episode number 46, and I'm joined by a very special guest. Actually, her first appearance back technically in the wrestling scene right here. It is the Silver Queen herself, Ivy Roman. How's it going? What's up? It is everything is going so well. Thank you so much for having me today. No, definitely, definitely. Again, we've known each other for a little bit. It's been a it's been a few years now. So mm-hmm. definitely, when I heard you were you were trying to get back in, and especially with everything going on right now with uh, with a few individuals, but we get into that later on. But uh, I definitely had to have you come on. Again, oh yeah, we're have, we're definitely podcast as well. So we had we to, are definitely of. Uh, course we are definitely going to get into that which is why i'm here today um but to bring that back you know i um i miss i i miss wrestling and i miss all things entertainment and um you know i'm ready to i'm ready to kill it so ladies be careful because a real queen is coming back Ooh, there you go but again before we get into the questions i do have a few for you here I have to start with the question I ask everyone. Again, the show is called Respect the Craft. So when you hear that term, the craft, what does that mean for you? So someone very special, Mr. Proud and Powerful himself, Santana, um, he taught me a very long time ago that you have to give 80% in your life in order to give the 10% and actually what you want to do. So I held that advice in my core, in my gut, and it's, it became something that I follow within my life. So, you know, you have to make sure that everything you are doing is aligning you in what you want to do. And respecting your craft is first respecting yourself and knowing that your body and who you are, your mentality is a business and you have to maintain yourself as it is. Gotcha. You know, definitely. That's some wide, wise words there from, again, someone that is doing his craft at one of the biggest stages right now. So he definitely, he proved it there. But let's get into that. Because again, for those that might not have known you, you kind of stepped away for a bit from the wrestling scene. This is why we're saying today, this is almost your your reintroduction to the wrestling scene. Again, I know you. I can imagine a lot of people that are watching this podcast definitely know you. Because again, we've been around for a little bit. But for those that aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about that. Again, your upbringing in wrestling and that, uh, that first introduction for you. Well, I've always watched wrestling since I was a kid and, you know, with my brothers um, doing backyard wrestling and everything that they did, you know, little sisters like to follow. Um, so I followed along and, you know, there were some things that I was just like, oh, you guys are crazy. I'm not doing that. Um, but then later on in my adulthood, I'm right there in the ring with them. So, you know, I'm so thankful for both of them, actually, for all of them. Let's not forget I have more than one. I am uh, not only the youngest, but I am the <laughs> I am the most hard-headed. <laughs> got you, got you. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. Again, I, we all have that. That was something that definitely caught our eye. But what was it that got you into the independent circuit? What was it that you were able to find uh, where to get involved somewhat in wrestling? 
Well, it's very known on my podcast, Healing with Ivy. My friend dared me. Um, I never thought that I would be in the wrestling world. Um, I didn't think I, I had it at when I, at the time. Um, but when my brother, Superstar Whiplash, trained me in the ring for the very first time, day one, he was the first person that I saw. I was trying to do things very, you know, behind their back and hiding, but, you know, I should have known better. Stupid me, right? So, you know, when he saw me work in the ring, he goes, wait, have you been training for a while not telling me? And I was just telling him, like, no, this is legit my first time. And he was like, well, we have work to do because there's a lot of potential. And just hearing that coming from my brother himself just gave me a drive that I knew that I had to give it everything. And I've aligned myself with the right people in terms of me being mentored. That's very important. And uh, most importantly, I'm not only willing to put in the work, but working is pretty much all I do. Got you. And outside of that, because I know, again, especially with the, the group you were around, but uh, where else did you officially, were you training at? For Again, for those that might not be as familiar. Yeah, of course. So my first school was Fighting Spirit um, uh -huh. in 2014. And my home away from home is was FTW uh, until, you know, things happened with certain buildings and then we had to change. And from that point on, my brothers took full responsibility of my training and you know, I've been right next to them. And then when uh, Santana opens up uh, his training at BWF back in the day, of course, I was there ready to learn, ready to work. And, you know, being a student under my brothers and himself, um, I have I have gotten so much better that I, I'm even shocked when I watch the footage back. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, again, that was also a reason that's how uh, I believe that's how I met you guys was uh, because of the building, because we all were a part of that that Woodward school. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely. But uh, no, and that, again, that was the introduction there. So from that, how do we get to now you being a part in the ring? What was it that got you finally to make your official debut and get aligned with, uh, with the GOAT? So not with the goat particularly but it was superstar whiplash first yeah. um we he had asked me to manage him at a uh i forgot which show it was i think it was a it wasn't a bwf show it was a, a show in queens and um too many concussions y'all i'm sorry <laughs> um, so he was like hey manage me and i was just like i don't know how to do that like what do you want me to do well who that um, but he was like, come on, just try it. And I was just like, ah, okay. Like, what I, what, what I got to do? What are we doing? Um, and then it was just from that night on, it just, it just took off completely. I, I can't even tell you. My poor car has more miles than the length of time that I've had it. <laughs> and um, we we got together uh the goat for you know they gracefully said you know what little sis we want you in like come on we got your back and that's exactly what happened they had my back and um unfortunately i had to take a some time away wasn't going to be permanent but the pandemic made it more long term than what i hoped got you uh no let's if again if you don't mind getting into a little bit 
what was it that um that made you step away? Because again, it was pre-pandemic as well. So uh what caused that little bit of a uh, of redirection for you? Well, I got married. <laughs> hey, life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I had I had gotten married and I was yeah. um, changing from retail into my career in the medical field that I went to school for. My brothers are very heavy on me having an ed- education no matter what I'm doing um, because to always stay on top of it, especially Chris Cage himself. Um, he would sit there um, three o'clock in the morning and watch me do my homework to make sure I got it done. Um, so, you know, it was it was a break. I graduated and I was. I got the job of my dreams and I got the man of my dreams and I just wanted to celebrate for just a little bit. Um, But then (laughs) getting the job of my dreams winded up saving the communities around me. And, you know, it was so hard working in, in urgent care to see it go from urgent care to an ER. And um, thank God for, thank God for my brothers because if it wasn't for, just their support and just being by the phone at any given second because I might call because I'm on my second 12-hour shift uh, double of the week. Um, You know, they knew exactly what to do, you know, whether it was Mike sending sending food to make sure I ate to Sammy calling me to make sure that, you know, I, I was mentally okay. And then, you know, Chris just making sure that I'm getting home okay and I'm finding parking, you know, it being late at night. So I'm really supported and really lucky that they're my brothers. No, definitely. And I have to say, first off, congratulations on both the personal and again, your career as well, because it is a big step to I kill it everywhere. Hey, I, I kill it everywhere. <laughs> Medical field, check. Wrestling, we're we're not even checking that yet because we are not done. Comedy, I'm a comedian. Check, check, and check, baby. <laughs> there you go. No, we're definitely going to get into that, but I had to say again, congratulations on that. And also, again, I thank you for uh, your service. Again, it has been a difficult past two years. I can only yeah. imagine, again, what you've seen. Because, again, we only get to see one side of it because of what the media shows and all that. But being basically in the, in the front line of it all, uh, I definitely thank you for what you've done and had to go through. It was, it was definitely a team effort. I had the best team within my urgent care and without the doctors as well, the doctors I had was amazing. And I did see a lot of stuff and that podcast is going to come soon with that episode. I'm just not ready to fully let it out. No, definitely. Again, I can imagine that's a lot, but let's get into that again. This is something I definitely want to talk to you about because this is also how we connected a lot was because of your podcast. I definitely am a fan, so I definitely recommend everyone to go check it out. Let's talk a little bit about this. How did the idea for Healing with Ivy start? Like, what made you want to get into this insane podcast game? Because <laughs> I'm I'm 46 episodes in, and I'm still like, <sighs> yeah, <ADHD. laughs> it's 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 intense. Um, yeah. It's honestly the pandemic. The pandemic showed me a lot of areas of my own self that I had to change and yeah. where, you know, I had to heal from previous trauma and how to heal from that trauma and, you know, how to not only move forward, but kind of cultivate boundaries, safe boundaries for myself and ensure that I'm setting them in place with everyone, family, friends, um, and just sticking to it. Uh, that was, that's, 
that's really what led it on. It was just so I'm also in the middle of writing a book and, you know, it's writing that book just takes me into places where I, you know, I have PTSD. I go right back to where I was in that timeline and, you know, between my therapist and my publicist and, you know, just my editor, you know, I, we, we came to a thought that, um, I'll, I'm going to keep writing because there's still a lot to tell in that book, in that story. There's so much more I want to share. Um, but for right now, um, we are going to give other people the opportunity to relate and not wait because healing waits for no one. You could decide at any given moment that you want to move forward. No, definitely. And again, the topics you've touched on on your podcast have definitely been, um, it, it, it's, it's a bittersweet thing because they're very relatable, but it's also from a lot of experiences of trauma and a lot of experiences of just stuff that again, it, it real life hits you. Yeah. So there's certain, yeah. There's certain family members um, that don't speak to me anymore because, you know, I do respectfully, I don't say any names because I'm not trying to call anyone and put them on the spot, but this is my story and this is what I went through. And, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about it. And, you know, the fact that they aren't, you know, supportive enough to even take a listen to understand, you know, it's on them. And I still love them, wish them well, but you just keep going. That's what queens do. We don't hold on to the past. Hey, definitely, definitely. No, and again, um, from that for you, I have to ask what keeps that again, it is something difficult to be able to put out that way. What keeps you to be able to create those kind of podcasts and continue to speak on these, again, tell your story in a sense. Because I can imagine well, it's not the easiest to, to do not. either. It's not. Well, I've always been a writer um, at heart. I've always written poetry. I've always poured my soul between a pen and a paper. Um, so really, you know, I just go based on what's in my heart. And whatever I feel in my heart, it's like, wow, I know I'm not the only person going through this. And I know somebody else is going to benefit from maybe learning from my perspective. I don't want anyone to ever copy me. I want everyone to be their unique individual selves. Um, but I do feel like healing is a process that we all can relate. Yeah. No, definitely. And again, from that as well, I have to talk about Again, you are doing you're doing a lot of things. You're basically a jack of all trades here. Because again, I'm like, wrestling I'm like the I'm like the rock and and Kevin Hart without the income. I was just talking about this today, I swear. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Because again, you also do you dabble a little bit in the comedy game as well. How did that how did that get started for you? Because again, I can imagine you you do the promo skills very well. So that kind of the the conversation flows. But how did that yeah. get for you for to want to step into the comedy world? Because that's its whole other beast as well. Oh yeah, a comedy is a whole other beast, and it's very it's more scary um, than what people think it is. It's so nerve wracking. Um, but I was on Clubhouse. Um, I found this comedy room where you know, hey, you know, from the Laugh Factory, they're like, hey, if you want to see if you got it, like come into our workshops and. You know, my creative writing juices started flowing and I started going. And next thing I know, I'm in New York City at the Producers Club, um, you know, basically setting up the finale for the main event. So it was I went in hot <laughs> for sure. Got you. 
And with that being said as well, you also do another podcast that kind of, it lets you use that comedy as well in the Cereal Box podcast. So for you, yeah. how did that transition as well? Because again, you're adding more to this already just like filled plate here. Yeah, I know. Uh, I definitely, I definitely have more eggs in my basket, but I manage it really well. Thank God yeah. for planners. Um, well, back of the cereal box is like my favorite because I have met these amazing people from Tennessee. Um, you know, we have Johnny himself and we have D Barty, you know, you know, Johnny is the, uh, prophet of pop culture and D is an amazing photographer. And then you just have a line of these beautiful creative hosts just coming together, just sharing, uh, early Saturday morning and just wanting to just feel like a kid and, and just not have responsibility for an hour. Like all we ask for is an hour. Um, and it's, it, I love it. We have cereal on the show. We talk about pop culture. We review old cartoons and, um, Sometimes we have some, you know, we just had an awesome writer, Sarah Jenkins. Um, she has a new book coming out and she'll be on my podcast coming up later on this year. And um, it's, I, I love it. It's always a good time when I'm with my friends at Back of the Cereal Box. Awesome. No, and that definitely, I've gotten to check it out as well. I got to see it. It, it took you all the way to Tennessee, actually. You were able yeah. to travel down. So I just that, got back. Yeah, I just got back. I just got back. You know, I got my hat. You know, I was Tennessee ready. We added some new accessories to the Queen's uh, gear. And um, I had such a blast. We were at ICCC, a, a convention, Star Wars convention. And we had the opportunity to have our podcast on a live stage with professional Ooh. equipment. Yeah, okay. it it was a beautiful, great. Honestly, that convention was better than New York Comic Con. Put it like that. And it was in a smaller town. Well, then. No, it definitely looked like an interesting time. I saw even you held a kangaroo. So that was a. Uh, yo, was it was so. <laughs> yo, that was so. That was so random. So we were. So this is like the one part you get an exclusive. So this was the one part where I'm recording. I'm live on Instagram and I'm just walking down, you know, the area. And yeah. I just see this lady with a kangaroo. And I'm just like what did I walk into here? Like what? Yeah. So I was just like, I want to take a picture with the kangaroo. Cause my brother, Mike will never believe me that I held the kangaroo and he needs photo evidence. That's what he needs. Concrete evidence. So I was like, I need to, he was, a, he was like probably one of the first people I sent the photo to. And he was like, is that a kangaroo? I was like, yeah. He goes, where in the world are you? I said, I'm in Nashville. He goes, what <laughs> he was like you were just home last night i was like i know last minute flight <laughs> no yeah i remember i was watching the live and i'm like wait why is there a kangaroo in the middle of this like just a convention yeah. just a kangaroo there i'm like so oh, they were they were they were raising money they were raising money for the animals at the zoo okay. um in order you know with everything that has gone to the through the pandemic you know you know museums and and animal shelters and and even like you know the bronx zoo itself you know they are struggling so they were trying to raise money and raise awareness for these animals um and the kangaroo almost punched me in my face that's the video i have yeah i almost got i almost got kicked in the face by a baby kangaroo <laughs> this, this shows you, you didn't watch kangaroo jack again they, they i kicked. didn't i didn't i didn't 
I didn't. I fell asleep. Well, there we go. We got we got superstar whiplash in the chat as well. He says you're killing it. So there you go. I love you. But let's let's get into that. So again, your play is already full as is. You have again your great career that you're doing in the medical field. You've been killing it with your podcast as well, with Healing with Ivy and with the comedy route, and also with the podcast with uh, the Serial Box. So what brings you to want to come back into this wild world of wrestling? Because again, it's my, we, it's it, my we passion. know how... Oh, oh. It's my passion. It's it's always going to be my number one. Everything else is, is an extension from wrestling, period. Oh. Okay. I, I have to ask, because again, it's like with everything that you have, and we again know how much this takes over a lot of it. So I can only imagine again, you wanting to again, plan everything out. And then it's like, let's add the, the chainsaw into it. Let's add wrestling back. in. So I, my, my goal for 2023 is to be wrestling on the weekend of WrestleMania in LA and also doing comedy shows. And I will do it. Well, it will have it will definitely happen. I am organized enough that trust me, I will figure it out. <laughs> right. And that's, that's again, that's the biggest weekend to do it. And especially when you're in a town like LA again, that's also especially for comedy, that's the perfect place to want to do it too. So Yeah. Yeah. And I I had a great conversation with Dane Cook himself and he gave me great advice on how I can bring the Silver Queen alive and bring that comedy aspect to her. And yeah. Just like, just like Santana said, listen, pay attention, take notes. That's exactly what I did in that moment. And, you know, my debut in comedy proves it. Everyone thinks that I've been doing comedy for a year. That's the gimmick in comedy. But I tell them the truth. Oh, no, I just thought it yesterday, boo. I've been funny all my life. Okay? My hey, whole and again, life. I, I think that's also, it comes with the wrestler. It comes with. Again, when you are able to have a character and are able to, again, be vocal and be able to cut the promo the right way, you bring, again, that comedy element. We all are taught to be able to, again, you have to keep the crowd entertained. If not, mm -hmm. if the crowd is just like, like you're, you're, already, you're already not doing your job. So I can imagine, again, that kind of, it makes it a little easier. Not to say, again, that it is an easy task at all, but just it definitely helps a little bit having the promo background and everything like that with wrestling. Well, I also have an acting background. I've been acting since I was 15 years old. Ooh, I did, okay. I did, I did off Broadway at City at City City at Peace in New York okay. City, and um, I I created along with a team our own script, our own play, our own storyline, music, everything. So there is absolutely nothing that I cannot do. I was gonna say I think there's a shorter list of stuff you haven't done. Than I would what... never, I would never jump out of a plane. <laughs> that is a, I, it better be to save my life. That's about it. I'm not doing it. I am not paying somebody out of free will to jump out of a plane. Like no, thank you, no, thank you. You, you, you say this now, 2023. We see the dare just put out. Hey, Ivy, just jump out of a plane. It's gonna be fun. 
Listen, if Will Smith is Will, if Will Smith is trying to redeem himself after what he did to Chris Rock, baby, I will take the form of payment and do it. But Will Smith will have to be paying for my sessions and pay me to land safely on the ground. And I will get insurance in case something happens too, because my husband needs to be taken care of financially. <laughs> right, there you go. But if I'm all... gone, if I'm gone, everybody's getting paid. <laughs> There we go. Whiplash is in for that. There you go. <laughs> Says, let's go. <laughs> I don't know if he's, if he's oh, more baby. worried about you jumping or is it the money that he's talking about? A little bit but, of both. Uh, <laughs> hey, probably. But let's get into that again. Because I, I can also imagine there's one more reason as well that kind of, it, it pushed you a little more to get back in. Oh, so, yes. So we have to talk about it here. Because again, we've talked the good, but now let, let's get into the elephant in the room here. June 11th, Project Codename Wrestling returns with their third ever show, and we will be having the first ever collision. It's going to be the Zoltan going head to head. Well, first ever collision at an actual event. Because mm -hmm. this is something yeah. AJ OTP himself tried to correct me on yesterday, saying it's happened in training, it's happened on all that. And we get that. But this is the first time on a common ground we're going to be seeing this as it will be absolute Chris Cage taking on Superstar Whiplash. And now I have to ask you, because when I had Superstar Whiplash on the podcast, you sent me a little video. Mm -hmm. We spoke, we, I showed Whiplash the video, and it kind of showed, it started swaying toward one side of it. So tell us your, your opinion on all this. And also, again, your, your input when it comes to this, because... It, you're, you're, again, you you showed your love for all members here, but you kind of have that little more of a side for Whiplash. So tell us into that. Well, it's no lie that Whiplash is my favorite sibling. I mean, they all know that. But in the case of the match, that has nothing to do with it. You know, I've been watching, you know, my brother for a very long time. And I, I see all the amazing content that he's been creating. I see all the comments. I see everything that my, my brother has been doing. And, you know, when TJ DMs you and asks you to work for him and you turn him down out of respect of your brothers, and then you have your brother working with him, you know, that put a very sour taste in my mouth. So then it had me thinking, you know, I've been teasing for a while that I'm coming back. Maybe this is a way that my brother is pushing me. He's using sibling rivalry to push me because, you know, sometimes our, old, sometimes our older siblings know best. But then I started seeing more. I started seeing the disrespect, uh, the way he's being disrespected, how he's not being treated right. But then he's standing by these people like if they have the same DNA. So that put a very sour taste in my mouth. And then the fact that I reached out to my, to my brother and got no response and then saw this match was happening and then talked to Whiplash and I was like, you didn't know that I was, that I'm ready to come back. That wasn't a conversation you two had. I thought we were gonna start talking about training schedules like we used to in the past. And that wasn't the case. So there was a lot of facetious activity. I didn't like it. 
I had to say what I had to say. And the fact that my brother called me during a promo by my childhood name goes to show that he does not respect the woman that I have grown and become to be. And if he thinks I'm afraid of being in the line of fire, I'll see you June 11th, brother. I'll even pay my own ticket. Well, then, and again, this is something I brought up as well to uh, the brothers yesterday in OTP, because, again, we kind of saw that. We started seeing a little bit of, again, Chris Cage almost giving you guys a warning here to not get involved, which I don't know if that comes from wanting this to officially just be a one-on-one contest, or is he worried about involvement to, to mess with his plans? Because, again, I can imagine Lakamura is going to have their hands in it. Because, again, yeah. he's, he's created his own family. But I have to ask you, again, you, you even said it here, you, you want this relationship to kind of be amended, but will it ever be the same? Will we ever get something like this to come back together? And, again, something like this. Again, oh you guys God. were one of the toughest units out there. I brought it to Ray's yesterday. Again, this is how I knew you guys for years, taking over the independent scene. But is is it ever that fixable again when something oh. like this is occurring? Listen, after a year of healing, you know, you can't heal and not forgive. So I will definitely always have unconditional love for my brother. Would it be hard in the beginning? I'm not saying it's not. It will have its challenges, but you know, I'm I'm even willing to. Hey, bro, I know you're watching. Come have a drink at our spot. Let's talk. Let me show you the messages without it being on social media. Let's talk like adults, and go from there. I don't want to be in y'all match. This is about y'all, but I don't like certain things that's going on. So I'm gonna make my presence known. Well, then, again, I, I I even said this, and I've told Chris Cage himself, I don't know if, again, it's something that he's seeking. Because, again, I've seen a little bit of a change. And, again, this is, for me, again, knowing you guys for the few years and seeing how, again, maybe Lacamora is what he was trying to invest in to possibly maybe bring all of you into. I'm not sure. Because, again, even at the last show, the goal, he tried to. The, the goal will always be the goal. The GOAT does not follow anyone or anything. We set the tone. We set the bar, period. And he knows this. So if he's going with the mentality that that's what he's trying to do, he must have hit his head way too many times. Well, then, and there you go, Whiplash saying he chose to be a part of, of his new family. And that's what I'm bringing up because, again, I was on commentary for that. I saw him offer again that that spot to whiplash yeah so i, I have to ask you again un, unbiased to the situation here what yeah no you're like you're situation? like you're like the dr phil of everything you're I, like I, the i'm doc- trying to be neutral like again yeah i also i still work for project code name wrestling i i don't want to get a hit from public enemy number one but also i'm neutral to you guys because again like i said i have my history of you guys i've known you guys for years so I'm trying to be neutral here, and I ask you the question of, what would you have done in that situation? Again, nothing would have gone down, nothing previously yet, if Chris Cage would have offered you that spot and not Kamora. What would you? Oh, have done? I, w- 
I would have laughed and walked away and grabbed a glass of Prosecco. Like that's, that, that, that's a, that's a joke. I'm, I, I, I have made it clear that my departure from my family was for myself. And if a lot of people didn't see it that way, then allow me to reintroduce myself. I am the silver queen, Ivy Roman, one of the greatest of all time. This is just the beginning. This is not the end. And, you know, Cage tried to cancel the fight. He did what he had to do. He called some people and I'm like, hey, hey, uh, too many people, no more, that's it. And they said, no, my friend, the book, the matches book, you have to play, let's go. You have to fight. And now what? June 11th is still happening, so. Again, because maybe that's coming from, again, he, he doesn't want to fight his brother. He knows. I, I would assume, again, that love is still there. I'll be asking him this Monday. Because Monday I will be having Chris Cage on once again. We'll be having a part two conversation. So I will try to get to the bottom of that. Because, again, I can imagine that brotherly love is still there. Again, that love for this. Again, it, you guys were together for so many years, even previous to that run on the independent circuit. So I can imagine it's hard for him to want to do this. But also, I can imagine it hurt him to have Whiplash turn his back on and not want to join something that he's helped create, in a sense. So can, family, you, can you understand from family, his side, though? Family is always going to be family. And we... Yeah. We all understand that we can't always do all our business together. We will support each other no matter what. You want to go do that? Go ahead. Hey, I went to Nashville, came back. You safe? You good? You had a great time? You're, okay, great. That's what we're here for. But to be a part of a group that looks like they watch Goodfellas maybe one or too many times, they, you know, I said what but, I but said. The, but then, then I must now ask they them, have a okay. story to tell. Again, I have to stay neutral here. <laughs> but saying that, where is that support for Chris? Because I could assume, again, he's trying to better his state. And I can imagine that's his, his ideology is when I'm on the top, I can bring this to the top. I would assume. Again, I, I don't know Chris Cage's mindset as well. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But I would assume. So that being said, where is that support? Because I can see even Whiplash said it when I had him on last week. It was an instant. He didn't like what he was seeing. It was an I instant. Just, just yeah, I just so it's so that's not my that's though? that's that's not that's not my brother. Like the okay. whoever he whoever he's pretending to be, that's not who he really is. He's capable of so much more, and he's a leader. He's not a follower. So, you know, for tell the younger sister and teach them how to be a strong independent woman and not rely on anyone you know i just find it very hypocritical that you're running around with wannabe good fellas got you again i, I guess we'll have to but june but, 11th will tell off but yeah. i still love them and like i said we'll have a conversation in private Hey, again, like I told Whiplash, and again, I'll be telling Chris as well, I hope after June 11th, again, things can come back together. Things can be amended. And again, no matter what the, the result is, if it is 
Chris Cage winning and Lakamura continuing on, if it is the Zoltan being able to reunite, whatever it be, I hope at the end of it, you guys are able to find common ground again. But again, that's me being neutral. Well, so. yeah, yeah, and the audience and the fans and the stands and all that you guys don't have to have Thanksgiving with each other. So that's going to be more interesting than anything because that's when everything comes out in every family, right? So you guys are worried about after June 11th, I'm worried about how many fennings I got to cook and how many houses I got to bounce back and forth to. So that's my biggest concern because gas ain't cheap right now, y'all. It's, t- it's $10 to fill up fill up a gallon, $10. Someone's going to say, no, it's 5 It might as well be 10 because I got a Jeep. <laughs> I get that. Again, I'm just saying it again from the also the Project Codename Wrestling interviewer side. Because, again, I know that night post-match, I'm going to have to interview both. And I'm hoping, again, that it is a more common ground both. I'm hoping, again, by the end of the night, I'm able to interview both at the same time. This is my hope. But, again, I'm staying neutral. I'm not picking a winner here. I definitely won't be telling either that they have my full pick. Because, again, I want to see what goes down on June 11th. What I will say. Listen, I'll I'll break it. I'll break this down like this. I'll break yeah. it down in a, in in a sense that Superstar Whiplash is the best lucha wrestler in the ring that I have ever seen, and that's not only because that's my brother. Listen, and this is from an independent scene. I know y'all marks out there in the real AEWWE. Relax, sit down. We're not talking about y'all right now, but. He's, he's, he's one of a kind. He's amazing. But when it comes to technicality and psychology, that's Chris. I, 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 um, I'm blessed that I have a yin and yang of both, you know, but you know, I'm really, it's going to be hard. Cause I'm not going to, if Cage does something cool, I'm going to want to cheer. Whiplash does something cool, I'm going to want to cheer. I'm going to be the most confused person in that building. I'll just let you know. But if anyone, and I mean anyone, touches Whiplash that is not Chris Cage, then guess what? I'm hopping over, and I'm knocking somebody out. And I know my, my other brothers would be right behind me. Well then, again, hopefully it doesn't get to that situation. We have had think. we've we've had too many of those occurrences. I'm hoping yeah. so too. I have again, lost too I, many good sunglasses based on those type <laughs> of fights. Hey, again, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get to that situation again. I'll be behind the commentary booth, calling it down the middle. Like I said, I stay neutral in this situation. But again, we'll see what happens on June 11th. Well, let's let's keep it going here. Let's talk a little more about you before we let you go here. And let's talk about that. Again, I know June 11th, we'll see you there if it's, again, even if it's buying a ticket and just enjoying the show, enjoying the spectacle that will be Project Codename Wrestling. But outside of that, when do we plan on seeing you possibly getting, again, in the squared circle yourself, if that's in the immediate future? Right now, I really want to manage. So I want to get back and managing, and I'm already training. No one knows, but now this 
now the jig is up everybody knows now right so you know that's gonna be to the to be to determined and i have my goals for a very specific time and i'm keeping i'm keeping that timeline and mindset and i'm not playing any games and i'm not wasting my time and and you know places where i'm not really gonna go anywhere either so for ladies that need a female manager call me up because i'm taking bookings Ooh, wait so that that's something i have to bring up as well so is this also the opportunity of us seeing the silver queen manage someone else outside of the brothers and outside of the goat yeah i've been trying to get one particular uh female wrestler to come back but she's content and i don't we don't i don't think she's coming back so um you know we're not gonna say her name right now but you know yeah, I, I think i know about. yeah well again so, she has someone uh a machine gun money is doing his thing we'll just say that yeah <laughs> Yeah, he we'll doesn't he he doesn't he doesn't need me managing him. He's good on his own. I'm I'm out here to help the women in this business that are serious about this business and really need the guidance and support and I'm ready to pour my knowledge and and give you that that level of support and you know, let's let's get working, but I'm only going to be working with serious women. So if you get denied, it's, I don't see you as a serious woman. So you got to prove that you're serious. Gotcha, you, got you. Now, definitely, I can't wait to see that. So let's 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 get into this now. Again, the comedy field, the podcast game. Now back into wrestling. What has been again for you? What allows you to manage all this? What keeps you wanting to do all this as well? Because again, it's hard enough to follow one task and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and that's it. Also, including again, your your shoot and it's in the medical field. So doing all this, what is it that's keeping you being like, you know what? No, I have to do all this. This is what I want to do. This is my plate. Well, I changed, I changed jobs. Um, so right now I'm not, I'm not working in a facility. You know, my biggest thing, the whole reason why I didn't come back once wrestling was back out here in New York is because I actually was still in the hospital and I actually care about the people in the locker room. You know, not the ones that don't wash their gear, but the ones that actually do and are decent human beings. But with that said, you know, I had to make sure that my 80% was, uh, straightened out and and consistent in order for me to give everything else and more so you know i'm my schedule is not not an issue it's where i will be is an issue because i don't have that date or time besides june 11. Gotcha. no again i, I have to ask because again it's it's a lot that you are killing it at as well i, I commend you on that but it's also again there is so many hours in a day you know so. yeah I know there is, but you know, I have some other things going on on the sidelines that if that takes off, that will give me the opportunity to make my own schedule all the time. And then I will be living like the rock and Kevin Hart eventually. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's, that's always great to hear. So again, before I let you go as well, I have to ask the, the question I ask everyone that comes on. So again, you have a lot of avenues to go, but be it for, Ivy Roman, the Silver Queen herself. What's the end goal? I want to take my parents out of the ghetto. And I and I want to I just want to have a peaceful, creative life. I want to keep creating, I want to keep working and 
I want to be there, support women that feel stuck. But that's why healing, if I don't make a cent out of healing with Ivy, I don't care because I do it for people that might need it. But everything else, you know, I know my value if they're willing to pay the ticket. Hey, there you go. Once again, guys, don't forget to go support that as well. Links are going to be in the description down below. But here we go right here. Go follow her on Instagram right there, Healing with Ivy. Go follow her on Twitter at Silver Queen Ivy. And also let them know a little more more about the podcast before I let you go. Yeah, so So. Healing with Ivy is a self-care mental health podcast. Um, I go back and talk about my traumas and, you know, the epiphanies that take place in my life. And I really want to share with people um, the best way um, to listen to the podcast is on Spotify. It's exclusively on Spotify. Um, and you know, listen to killing the avatar, like how many different roles are you playing in your life to keep up with everybody, but you still feel empty. Is it a them thing or something you have to check in with you? Um, and that's what I talk about, you know, checking ourselves before we try to check anyone else. Got you. Uh, what was the, the latest episode you did? What was the topic on that one? The latest one is lost and found. So that feeling when you completely are in like life is going through you and you're in a fog of everything and you realize that you have lost who you are as an individual as a man or woman whatever the case and you really are trying to find who you are again and the steps that i had to go through in terms of getting to that point perfect again guys definitely go support i definitely always uh give it a listen because i i definitely enjoy hearing again a, another perspective on a lot of these topics because it is something that again is very relatable and it's something a lot of us have gone through as well so definitely go check it out and give her support as always thank you so much ivy for coming yeah. on this has been great again hopefully when i see you june 11th it is in a peaceful manner hopefully everything goes hopefully. great but again whatever goes down goes down but i'll definitely be seeing you there once again guys go support right here Follow on Instagram right there. Follow on Twitter right there. And as always, don't forget to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people. As always, respect the craft. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Later.